Welcome to the Antonio T. Smith Jr. Sermon Podcast. Here you will learn more about the Bible, God's narrative, and build your journey, your relationship with God. Enjoy the Antonio T. Smith Jr. Sermon Podcast. Come on, you may have your seat. Put your hands together this morning. I want to thank all of you in front of us. Always good to see our preacher. Preacher Dale is in this place. Yeah. He's a good man, one of my best soldiers. Amen. And our deacon pop back there. Amen. He's probably full of so many different medications right now, but he never misses the opportunity to visit God in his place. Amen. And to all of you online, we thank you. Thank you. We've been out here in 2915 Avenue, in and a half. We love to see you in Jesus' name. I want to talk to you about bear with one another. Now listen, if you have your phones out, take them out. It's okay. It's okay. If you're online, our staff, our media team has already posted you the verses, so you don't have to Google the verses. They're already there online. And so do you have your laptop there, staff? Pin that comment on top of it, I suppose. We'll do it again, and they'll be able to see that particular comment God has been given. Colossians chapter 3, verses 13 is what I'm going to talk about. But I need to give you 12 at the same time. All right. Okay? Is everybody here? Everybody with me? Yeah. Online, this is one of the most important messages I can ever give you of all time. Me personally, I can ever give you. Does this make sense? Let's soften the atmosphere a little more. Worship has prepped you. Now I need you to crucify your ego. Because if you don't crucify your ego, your ego will crucify you. I want to talk to you about bail with one. Do I have a reader who will start off reading for me? At verse 12. Go ahead. You got to get that. I only want the message translation. Read it out loud so they can hear. So Joseph, my God. You can stop right there. We're going to do this the whole time. You're going to read for me. Amen. So, listen. In this planet, while you are buried with one another, I need you to understand that you've been chosen by something must grant you. What does that mean? That means that I create the competition for the next iPhone. That means that when I look at what I created, I expect my creation to do what I created it to do. Come on, God. I need you to understand that God has created us to do some specific things. And they are outlined in these two verses, but when he looks at the iPhone he created, which is you. And you're not doing what he created you to do. You are not living up to the creator's expectations. Doesn't it frustrate you when your phone behaves not like the phone you wanted to do? Listen, listen, listen. Let's back this up a little bit. Some of you are so unforgiving. You don't even like when your Wi-Fi starts buffering. <laughs> I wish I had some videos in this place. 
some full fest. I paid ninety-four dollars and ninety-nine cents, and I expect you to give me my money for it. I wish I had somebody. Do I have somebody else out there like that? Have you ever watched the sitcom? Everybody uh, hates Chris, you know, Chris Rock. And, and I really, my favorite character on there is his dad. His daddy will calculate you to drink 45 cent worth of Kool-Aid, and now you're going to spill out the other, no, 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 we're not going to do that. He kept, you, you understand? He's like the greatest financial advisor of planet Earth. You going to give me what is worth yeah. for me to have. Yeah. Yeah. Can I turn this around to me? See, he made you, and then he bought you. And then you perform at a level less than what he bought you for. See, I didn't come here to talk to you about an iPhone or a Chris Rock TV show. I came here to talk about you and what you are functioning here to do. In a little bit, he going to say, Bear with one another. But before he can tell you how you need to do it, he needs to tell you why you need to do it. He says, you've been chosen by someone that is greater than you. Brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters online, hear me and hear you. When you have been chosen, you don't get options. If I choose you as my spouse, you don't have an option not to not be my spouse. Let's see if I can make this make sense. One day I was counseling a couple. Do you mind if I do some real talk? Real talk. One day I was counseling a couple. And the old lady, I was counseling the old lady, and she hit me with some knowledge that was of pastoral supremacy. And I wasn't ready. She said, Pastor, it's not that I'm mad that he cheated. It's just that I'm mad that he took away my option for me to say wow. See, this in your spirit. She said, listen, I'm just the kind of person, I don't know what I would have did. Maybe I would I don't know. But what I don't like about it is that he didn't trust me enough to give me and I'm really mad that he chose me, but then chose that I have no options. Can I turn it around on you? You see, God created you for a specific reason. And when he chose you, he also gave you no options. You must do what you were doing. What is that? Can you read the next following part? You don't mind. Dress uh -huh. in the wardrobe. How you stop right there? <laughs> Here's what we've covered thus far. You've been chosen and you've been dressed. All right. Oh, can I walk a little hard? Oh, you have to say, what you doing with that else? I ain't talking to your kids. I'm talking about to that one you love. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you going with that on? That's not enough. I wish I had some. Yeah. Your whole back showing. That see through. Can I push it a little harder? Yeah. Them gray sweatpants. 
doing too much today. Where you going with that on? Amen. Does this make sense? You are not dressed appropriately for us to live in harmony. You see where I'm going. Whatever you got on, not only is it not up to my satisfaction, but we can't live in peace with what you want. So you've been chosen and you've been dressed but what you have on isn't what I put on. It's not what I approve. And it doesn't let you be in good relationship with me. Some of you have attitudes so big, God didn't dress you with Your penny so strong, God ain't giving it to you. I'm with you. I'm not telling you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Some of you are so wearing the wrong thing that you have literally made God jealous. Did he say he's a jealous God? But you're not doing what I asked you to do. You're doing it for somebody else. And since you're not doing it for me, I'm jealous. Because I created you and I bought you with my own blood. And you are not doing what I asked you to do. Therefore, you're not dressed like me. And since you're not dressed like me, let me tell you what you're supposed to have on. The next part, sir. Read it loud. In fact, give him a mic. Give him a mic so they can hear every word. Read it loud, sir. God picked out for you. What he picked out? The wardrobe God picked out for you. This is going to be hard. Compassion. Compassion. Kindness. Mm-hmm. Humility. Mm-hmm. Quiet. Strength. I don't like that. Discipline. Okay. Five things according to your Bible that God says he dressed you with so you can bear with one another. Can I help you out? Do you mind repeating just the five things? Number one is compassion. Okay. Number two is kindness. Okay. Number three is humility. Okay. Number four is quiet. Sounds crazy. Number five discipline. That's a dirty word right there. Now watch this here. I want you to remember those five words. Now read to me all of the next verse and I'm going to show you how you can't do these verses without those five things. Go ahead, sir. Be even tempered, mm-hmm. content mm-hmm. with second place, quick to forgive and offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. Whew. Somebody laughed. I didn't even know that was in the Bible. <laughs>
Brothers and sisters, the truth is, you too arrogant for second place. You too dis, you too incompassionate for second place. You too hateful for second place. You too prideful for second place. You think you better than everybody else to be in second place. You want him to hurt as much as he hurts you in second place. And the Bible says that we need to get along with one another, even if we got to be comfortable with being in second place. Can I help you out just for a little bit? That you would never bear with anybody if you're not willing to bear with second place. Ask yourself this question. Are you comfortable with being in second place? <laughs> Are you living a life? Is your Christianity real enough for you to be in second place? Can I help you out? Is your Christianity real enough for you to be in second place? Because if you win every argument, your partner loses every one. Which means the only way someone can be in relationship with you is to be a consistent loser. That's why your parents so messed up right now. And that's why your kids don't like you. And that's why they run out there and listen to gang members and don't listen to you. Because the gang members have figured out a way to listen to their ear while you won't even listen to their homework. your Christianity real enough to live in second place? Do you always have to be the most important person in your relationship? Do you always have to be the most significant? Do you always have to have the air condition on the temperature you want it on? It's going to make it real in this place. It's going to make it real because we're talking about real issues. Do you always have to have a meal when you come home?
Let's just take out the cross for a second. Let's just take it. Now, the cross is everything. Let's just take it to your daily life. Your daily life. You know how many times you messed up today? That's every ale you've given the Lord. And he's become so comfortable with losing just to make you aware that you better than everybody else. Better. Because God has paid it to you. What? Better. <laughs> better with one another. Because God has paid with all your trash. Better with one another your intimate relationships. Because God has watched you not be intimate. Bear with forgiving those who hurt you because God has forgiven you. You don't even recognize you. Be kind. Be compassionate. Have quiet. And then discipline. See, in order to truly be strong, Loud leaders aren't necessarily leaders. They're loud people in leadership positions. Just because you loud don't mean you're strong. And just because you pray loud don't mean you're anointed. You have to understand that strength doesn't have to be loud. And if you want to live in harmony, strength should always be Do you know how quietly strong you have to be to watch crucifixion head your direction and let it happen? Do you know how strong you have to be to let people you're better than and folks put you on the cross and die for them? Do you know how strong you have to be to lose no Some of you are so strong you ain't lost an argument in your relationship ever. And then you have the audacity to play humble. You're not humble. You can't, you apologize and then say, but there's never been a true apology on planet Earth that was followed with a but. I apologize, but you shouldn't. No, 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 it's not an apology. And then some of you are so humble, you won't even accept gifts from other people. And then some of you, have the audacity to be wrong and then correct the victim. Why are you wrong? How dare you bleed? And then how dare you make someone bleed and get mad at them for bleeding? They bleed because of you. Bell. And then there's this, there's this way he ends verse 12. He says, discipline. God puts discipline on you. Here's why I really like this verse. Because discipline takes no time. Discipline is something that you can learn. But you can't learn it if you're arrogant. You can't do it if you're In order to bear I be arrogant. 
like harmony in a relationship. You would never, ever be truly anointed. You can't even preach the gospel with no If you don't have discipline, I can't hear you. And no one else can. There's nothing worse than someone pretending to be anointed and killing people in disappointment. So, let me conclude. Because I got to watch all of y'all in my way. Here's how this works. I want to challenge you online. I want to challenge you in front of me. Let's review real quick. And then I asked you one question that I asked the men last night. But you're going to have to eat this question. You're going to have to do this. Here's a review. A review is, you have been chosen, not by you, because the iPhone can't choose or create itself. Or your Samsung did not choose or create itself. Does that make sense? Your iPhone, your Samsung, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Or your Windows, your Blackberry, they still make those. Okay, they came back. Whatever it is, your prime code phone, oh, oh. you got that, you a video on that. Whatever it is, whatever it is, you cannot do it and be it and create yourself at the same time. You've been created, so you don't have a choice but to live up to your level of creation. Don't get mad at your car for not starting up, but then not be mad at yourself for always being. If you mad that your battery died, you dead in Christianity. You dead in faith. You are, you, you're ineffective and you're not mad at you. But you get mad at an inanimate object. Because we created it. Start up for me. God's telling you that every time. Some of y'all, God wake you up put the keys in you every moment. And your start will never kick up. He just walking around pushing you all day. His thighs burning because he always gonna walk around pushing you. <laughs> Flintstones die. He's always gonna walk around pushing you because you won't push yourself. So let me point this out to you. I just want to ask you a question. That's it. I just want to ask you one question. One question. Calm message. One question. What's better? To be an atheist? Oh, excuse me. What's worse? To be an atheist that's good to everybody, or a Christian that kills everybody. What's worse? Let me give you my master's degree in theology just for one second. I can, I'm not telling you which one to choose, I can tell you that I have a bachelor's. Christianity and a Masters of Arts in Theological Studies. And I cannot give you one single scripture that allows you to be an angry, mean, unforgiving Christian. Not one. I can't think of one scripture to where the Lord said, hey, go ahead and believe in me, but treat everybody poorly. But I can think of at least 10 scriptures 
So when the Lord says, if you don't believe me, if you treat people well, they're at least making an opportunity for your actions on earth. I am not telling you that actions say. That's a debate for a different time. I am not telling you that your works will get you into heaven. I am clearly telling you that God seems to suggest himself with his own words. Oh, if you want these scriptures, I'll give you two of Revelation chapter 2, in which Paul is talking about natural revelation. Romans chapter 2, which Paul is talking about natural revelation. And also Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. I can give you a few more. You look at all of Romans chapter 14, if you don't mind. And there's a whole bunch more. Either way, God seems to suggest that he will use Gentiles for his purpose. Gentiles, those who are outside. He called King Cyrus his anointed one 400 years before he was born. And it was a Gentile who released his people out of Babylonian captivity. Rahab is a Gentile who is listed in the hall of faith. I'm just saying that there are more people who did not believe in him now in the lineage of Jesus Christ than there are people who believe in him who refuse to be loved. I'd be very afraid to live a life in which I was an angry, ineffective, mean-serving Christian. There may be better hope for you if you were an atheist treating your correctly. Judge yourself. Search your own scriptures. Here's my question. If you don't have his name, so your challenge. I challenge you this week to do something I don't normally do. I want you to find all the scriptures to a Google search that you can do an argument to prove wrong or wrong. It doesn't matter. Go search the scriptures yourself and see how many scriptures are in your scriptures that seem to suggest that you could not know him and still end up with him. By some special grace, and stuff like that. Or, take the opposite side. Nope, I could be angry and I could be Christian. I don't have to listen to the word he says. He could be my savior but not my Lord. Take that side. Don't matter me. Take you one. That's your challenge. Go search the scriptures for yourself. And when you do, ask yourself this question. Am I allowed to love God but not this people? Let me
if you don't let them trust you, let them research you. Let them study to show themselves. May they disagree and have a fight to prove me wrong. So they actually receive the correct answer. The Holy Spirit. God, I ask you this. Because you say that we can't rule over you if we don't love you. But what did you say this time? Lots of times, when he is one of the rulers, when I was hungry, you did not feed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me no Thank you. 